Hi, and welcome back to Showing Up Whole, the place where we discuss balance in mind, body, heart, and spirit in every aspect of our lives. Today, we are exploring stories, the stories you tell yourself, the stories that shape your perspective, your life, your attraction point, and how that relates with others and your everyday. Hi, and welcome back. You know, I have always loved a good story. I swear, I was, I was a small child and loving being ex- exploring different um, fairy tales or books or movies or imaginary stories or probably also the drama of my own family. There is something about emotional interactions and different stories of, of characters and reactions that fascinated me. But as I've dived into spirituality and self-development, I've realized that there's something that goes a little more subtle as far as stories go, and that is the stories that we tell about ourselves. We are continually telling stories about ourselves. And it's not only found in how we present ourselves to the world based in the stories of the roles that we keep, but also in the stories that what we tell about the life that's happening around us are our roles in it. What's fascinating is seeing how the stories that we tell ourselves and what we perceive is often based in um, keeping ourselves safe, in neural programs and neural pathways based on past experiences. And also, often, really, it's from fear. So today I want to dive into the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves and about the lives that we lead and really kind of do a deep dive on how you can actually choose your story. I'd love to kind of look at this as, you know, remember when you were like, little and used to have those choose your own adventure stories. In a lot of ways, we need to look at our lives like that same type of outlook and that same type of platform. Because really, you might not be able to choose a lot of the different situations in your life, but the story that you tell about that situation is truly down to you. All right. So the interesting thing is, is when you look at your life in story form. You do actually have to become the storyteller. You have to take a step back and look at the as look at your life from the observer perspective rather than the experiencer perspective. It's actually an important skill to practice. It takes a little bit of muscle memory to be able to look at your life and see it as the story that it is. It is always important to be able to develop the observer self. Because when you can find the observer self, when you can look at the platform of your life, then that means that you can actually gain more, I don't want to use the word control here, but you can gain more navigational skills in how you work through situations. 
For instance, say you find yourself in a conflict with someone, say you are in the middle of a um, of of a dispute of some kind, and you are really banging heads with the person in front of you. When you can take a deep breath, observing the fact that you're in conflict, take a step away into your observer self and really ask yourself, what am I wanting to achieve in this situation? What's the best possible outcome of this situation? Can I change their mind? What am I asking for? What am I needing? Then your observer self can help you navigate to a way that you you can actually have a better outcome. Whereas if you're always in reactionary space, then you're in that conflict and you're just bashing heads and you don't ever stop to ask what can be achieved. Instead, you just find that that you're just always in discord and you live out of harmony and you might not end up talking to that person for a long period of time and it all just kind of melts down. The observer self is the version of you that can tell a different story. So this is really, I was actually going to do two different podcasts, one uh, episodes, one about the, the observer self and one about the stories that we tell about ourselves. And then I was looking at them and planning them out and I went, these are the same podcast because it's only by developing your observer self that you can actually stop midway through something and ask yourself, what is the story that you're telling yourself? You know, I think I started deep diving into stories when I started studying Brené Brown's work because she has that beautiful story, even in the, it's in the Netflix programming of hers and it's in, um, I think it's in her book, uh, about the wilderness. Um, and I think, you know, she talks about when you're in conflict with, uh, conflict with someone, when you are bashing heads about someone, then it's really important to stop mid argument and actually just relay your opinion based on the story you are telling yourself about that conflict. I love it when I bring that simple sentence out into a discussion. It seems to melt away any sense of defense or any sense of really banging heads with someone when you actually stop and you say, so the story that I'm telling myself is X, Y, Z story that I'm telling myself is that I'm not feeling heard right now. The story that I'm telling myself is that I'm feeling taken for granted. The story that I'm telling myself is, you get the picture. But let's just backtrack a little bit and actually just do this deep dive on how we acknowledge the stories that we tell ourselves and the different forms that those stories show up in. So observer self hat on. Let's just take a moment and a deep breath to kind of look at the different ways we tell our stories. The first way stories show up is in the roles that you keep. I mean, even from the time you were a child, you were preparing to keep a role in your life. You played the mommy, you played the daddy, you played the firefighter, you played the doctor, you played the nurse, you played, like, we, we, we identified as the game, in the games we played, based on the roles that we played in the stories that we told. So, therefore, you know, it's important to identify the roles that you have in your life and not see them as your story, just as your roles. You are not your career. 
you are not your relationships of, of whether you're a parent or whether you're a partner. You are not defined by the roles that you keep, but they do provide a framework for the stories that you tell yourself. For instance, if you are a parent, then the stories that you tell yourself will often relate to your parenting. You can be doing something and all of a sudden you might find that you feel ashamed of it based on the fact that maybe that's not what you think a good parent would do. And yet, there's nothing wrong with what you're doing. It could be anything from... um staying out late, or it could be a a sense of being late for different events, or you get the idea. Everybody has their own version of the story of what a parent or a good parent looks like. And in the long run, when you actually look what a good parent is, it is someone who is present with their child and creating a loving relationship. But that's the relationship of parenting, not the role. A role comes off as like a story a story or a play. It comes off as like something that has a script. It's the same as when you are a good employee. What do good employees do? And so therefore that becomes part of your story. What does a good entrepreneur do? An entrepreneur, is that, is that a role that you play? So when you start looking at the stories that you tell in your life, it's important to acknowledge the roles that you keep in it. And then, as your observer self, actually ask yourself whether you identify as yourself within those roles. Do you identify those roles as yourself? And I actually want to lean into the fact that those are two slightly different things. Because on one hand, if you identify as the role, then that means that you see yourself all as the role. If you identify within the role, then that means that you feel like yourself in the role. There's there's subtle differences of whether the role becomes you or you become the role. No matter what, just observe. You are observing yourself within this story. So you have your labels, you have the roles, and, and, and how you play those out. But then from your observer self, you can start to realize that there's other stories that are being told here. A lot of these stories come out with how we see other people perceiving ourselves. There's the stories of whether we are embarrassed about something, the stories of whether we are clumsy, or stories of whether we are always late all the time, or stories of um, how we think people perceive us as. Oh, I'm shy, we might say, or I'm an introvert, I'm an extrovert. We tell stories about ourselves in the way we relate with other people. And it's important to actually remember that you are a more than 3D person. And I say more than 3D, kind of a little bit, a little bit lightly, because really you can say, well, you're a 3D person. You're not a two-dimensional character in some book, but... Also, you are more than a 3D because you are also a spiritual energy. There is so many different layers to you as you. And it's important to remember that as you look for the different stories that you tell. So you have the stories 
that you see as through other people? Do people see you as cool? Do they see you as reliable? Do they see you as trustworthy? You can glean stories about yourself, or you might try to, through how other people perceive you. There's never been a more important time for you to be able to discern your inner authentic truth from the chaos that's in the world. This isn't a time of reaction. It is a time for going within and connecting with your heart center. You came to this world for a purpose, even if you don't have a clue what that is. The world is truly a better place because you are here. But you want to shine your brightest and be the best version of you, not just for yourself, but for your family and other people in your life. It is truly time to show up whole. I'm Christina Fletcher. I'm a spiritually awareness coach and energy healer, supporting people just like you who are feeling drained out and scattered in all directions helping you to ground, feel whole, and tap into your truest self. This leads to feeling calm, focused, clear, and empowered. It deepens your connections with others as well as to the universe itself. Spiritual awareness means you are aware of your spiritual self, of your whole perspective. With simple steps, tools, and practices, you can stretch this energetic muscle so you can bring your whole self into all situations, no matter how stressful. Through my various memberships, books, and one-on-one coaching programs, I can share the tools I've gathered over the last 25 years with you so you can feel whole, present, and clear on how to show up as who you really are. Check out my website, spirituallyawareliving.com, today, and make sure you sign up for my weekly scroll newsletter for all current information. So again, your observer self takes this information in. And from your observer self, having looked at these roles and also the perceptions of other people, it's important to ask yourself, how important are these stories to you? For your integral heart-centered self, how do these influence you? How do they feel to you? Do they feel close to you? Do they feel like there's something that you strive for and that you actually feel aligned to yourself when you actually tell them? Or do they feel distant? Do they feel like that role or like you're watching a movie? As you lean into the stories, I also want to encourage you to ask yourself the stories that you tell moment to moment within your own head. How many I am statements do we talk about continually within our own minds? I'm so tired today. I'm really running behind. I'm overwhelmed. I'm anxious. I'm stressed. I'm nervous. I'm uh, excited. I'm eager. I'm appreciative. I'm grateful. These are all stories. There's stories that you relay about yourself. And I want you to lean into the fact that as you tell these stories about yourself, not only is your subconscious mind receiving that information and practicing that information, but, and that's why good affirmations work, but also at the same time, your whole energetic self is relaying that story. 
It is rippling out from you. So therefore, then that story, just like law of attraction demands, you know, that is what's being held up to the universe. That is what's creating that big sign that holds up to the universe that says more of this, please. So therefore, the story becomes an endless saga. You know, it becomes what you are. It takes an interesting shift and twist and turn in the plot line, <laughs> I had said, because when you realize that the stories you see your life as is actually manifesting within itself, you realize from an observer perspective that it's important to tell the story of who you want to be. We're going to look at that in one second, and I want to go into how you actually tell a different story. But I want to also draw your awareness to the stories that you tell about other people. You know, we're headed into holiday time. We're headed into a new year. There's, um, you know, we're no longer in lockdown. We're, we're interacting with people all the time. And I have perceived how easy it is to start telling stories about other people based on our own perception of ourselves and how easy it is to let those stories influence relationships. Now, the other day, uh, it, was a, it was a funny little moment with my son because we were talking about the fact that other people are really reflections of, of things about yourself. So we reflect um, in other people, things with, from within ourselves. And we were laughing about it because then he proceeded to keep looking at me and playing with his hair. And he's like, no, it doesn't work. I can't, it's not reflecting. <laughs> but the truth is, is that we do reflect off of each other as people. And what that comes down to in a lot of ways is the stories that we tell ourselves about other people. If we go into a conversation with a certain level of defense because of the stories that we tell ourselves about the other person, then we are going to receive something to defend against in a lot of ways. If we go in expecting conflict, then we're setting the scene for the conflict. Now, that doesn't mean that you should hold yourself up for abuse. It doesn't mean that you should put yourself in a vulnerable position that you're just going to get hurt again. At the same time, too, that's where the work comes in. That's where it's important to find the story within yourself about the person that you're telling the story about so that you create a gap so that you clear the energetic cords and you no longer hold them in that place of power over you, but instead you release them from that story. You can fire someone from the story. And when you do so, you claim your own energy back. You claim yourself back as your whole self. So therefore those interactions stop being so triggerful. They stop being so engaged. It really is about clearing the space. Um, this is a way bigger topic than this podcast episode can hold. And if you ever want to dive into it, I, I 
I'm always available to, to explore that with you. You can feel free to just reach out to me at any time or talk to a, a different healer, talk to a different coach, talk to someone to shift the stories that are so engaged within you and someone else. So therefore, then the energy can pass and shift. The stories that we tell about other people will always keep that active. So look for ways of shifting the story. You know, from my times of being a parent coach, one of the things that I often would work on with parents would be the fact that if you see, if you tell the story that your child is always disobedient, if you tell them that they're always bad or mischievous, or you tell the story that they're silly or cheeky or talk back, then that is what your attention is going to be called to at all times. If you tell the story of them being open and loving and you notice the things that are working, you're going to find that you start noticing more of that time as well. Be careful with the stories that you tell about other people. And now let's also look at being careful about the stories that you tell about yourself. It starts off really the same as with a child. Noticing the things that you love about yourself is a goldmine. Giving yourself permission to appreciate things about yourself creates a feeling of openness that you actually, it's like, it's like giving yourself permission to be vulnerable. It's like you kind of turn the key on a cage that gives you a sense of freedom and security. When you can give yourself permission to be curious about yourself and to love yourself in that process, that sense of self-compassion creates a steady flow. So I want to encourage you to just start there. Tell yourself the story about appreciation for you. Tell yourself the story that you are a divine spark of life that has chosen to come here at this time, in this moment. Feel into the story of being true to you and being true to that light and listening to your heart. From that observer perspective, listen to your mind chatter. Is it telling you that you're never quite doing things good enough? Is that the story that's relaying itself to you? Or can it shift to being the story that you're doing the best you can? Is the story that you're running around stressed and overwhelmed and you've got too many things to do? Or can the story shift to being that you have enough time and it's a fantastic life that you get to do all of these different things and that the universe has your back and things will take care of itself. Can you tell the story that you are loved and that love is flowing to you? What is your mind telling you? And what is that continual story? You then get to the juicy bit, don't you? 
you get to the part that you actually get to ask what you want your story to be. You get to start playfully feeling into what your ideal story looks like. What type of person do you want to be? How do you want that to flow from you? How do you want it to feel? What does that feel like? The stories that you tell yourself begin here and now, and therefore then they build a momentum. And as they build the momentum, they go into the future. And that becomes the stronger foundation. We're headed into a new year. And as we head into a new year, it's so important to ask yourself what story you want for that new year. What does it look like? What does it feel like? And how do you want to show up in that? And I hope you said, I hope I want to show up whole because, you know, that would just be poetic. It is a powerful thing to acknowledge the stories that you tell yourself and then to ask yourself what stories you want. Continuing along this theme, I actually want to draw your attention to the fact that I will be offering my annual New Year's workshop again this year. Well, actually next year, because I'm going to be offering it on January 2nd, and that will be the online version of the workshop. It is going to be called A Fresh Start, rather than my usual title of creating an intentional new year, because it feels like we need a new story. It feels like it's not just an individual experience, but the fact that collectively we need new stories. And as I always do each year, we look through the stories of the year before and we glean the gold, but then we also release what no longer serves. And then we start charting the path of what the new year can hold. So if you want to work through the story of your year with me, uh, I would love to have you come in and join. You can find the link in the description, but it'll also be over on my website, Spiritually Aware Living. And I hope to see you there January 2nd, so don't forget. Anyway, as we work through this, though, I hope you have started to think a little bit more about the stories that you tell yourself and how it feels like. If this does actually spark a curiosity in that for you, I would love to hear what comes up for you in that. Pop, you know, over to my social media or tag me in a post on your social media about the stories that you tell yourself. What do they look like? What do they sound like? Do you like them? Do you not? I look forward to hearing them. And without further ado, I send you all my love and light. Have a good day.